At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy New Year, Betting Across America here, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is over at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. Wes, not over yet. Notre Dame backers, even though I've declared them dead in the water, they did just get a late touchdown, 37-35, a minute five to Mm -hmm. go in regulation, no timeouts. It comes down to a kick. Can Marcus Freeman pull off a New Year's Day miracle here? It all comes down to this onside kick because – Boy, Wes, it's been all Oklahoma State until Notre Dame got that late score. Yeah, and uh, no live betting here at BetMGM pretty much, which looks like the game being decided. But this ended up being basically a buyout for me. I bought Notre Dame early and then came back a little on Oklahoma State. And sometimes in bowl games, when you have a couple weeks span in between these games, you get guys ruled out, not only the opt-outs, but obviously any COVID-19 concerns with these Mm -hmm. teams. So, you know, there's been a couple times in this bowl season where I took an early position and then bought off of it. And uh, looks like it's going to be a a juice loss for me because Oklahoma State does have the onside kick, no timeouts. Final score at the Fiesta Bowl going to be 37-35, to 35, barring <sighs> something really weird of a, a turnover situation here. But Oklahoma State can go ahead and take knees. Tough one if you're on the side of Notre Dame today like I was thinking Marcus Freeman. Boy, you saw it in the first half. You got excited, 28-7. That lead did not hold. As you mentioned, they are taking knees now at the Fiesta Bowl. That will be the final, 37 37- 35 Oklahoma State. Boy, that number did close with Notre Dame getting a point, but they didn't get you there for the mm-hmm. push either. As it looks like Oklahoma State's going to cover all numbers here, they're going to win by two. 
Let's get back to the next game on the slate here at the Rose Bowl, which should be very interesting. And we had Greg McElroy on, of course, the great former quarterback at Alabama. And he mentioned something that caught my attention, Wes. That is, when teams keep being told leading up to their bowl game, teams with pedigree, right, that they're just not as good as maybe we thought. That might have been the Georgia side yesterday against Michigan. Then they really took it out in the Wolverines. You think Ohio State's hearing that today and going, all right, yeah, you're, you're only favored by four against Utah. Have you forgotten who we are here in, uh, in Columbus? Right, and to your point, look, uh, at seven or the early number, six and a half, or if you bought it to seven, I thought that there was a little bit of value on Utah. I think it has been a little bit extracted, though, because – Keep, you know, and it's because Olave and Wilson as receivers are not going to play, but Ohio State is pretty deep at that position. Look, those two are big losses. I mean, when you lose two guys that are going to be first round receivers, you'd rather have them rather than not. But they have Smith and Jigba. They have a lot of good receivers and, you know, some young guys that were pretty highly touted recruits that maybe not has, haven't gotten as many reps as Olave and Wilson as the two starters, but they're certainly deeper, you would think. So, I think kind of at this standpoint, you also got to look at the fact that Ohio State, if you remember now, they did lose that game early in the season at home. They were a two-touchdown favorite over Oregon, who I know Utah beat twice, but Utah, even in that rematch, was only about a three-point favorite over Oregon here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So probably has been some over-adjusting here. Now, I do think Utah is the more excited team to be here. I know that they got that win in the Sugar Bowl all those years ago when it was the BCS when Urban Meyer was still the coach out there in Salt Lake City. So that's their biggest win in the history of the program, but this is the biggest game right. in the history of the program for Utah because they have not ever been to a Rose Bowl because they were not a member of the Pac-12 Conference. <laughs> Ohio State, you know, look, are they disappointed to be in the Rose Bowl, which sounds ridiculous when I'm a guy that my alma mater hasn't been to a Rose Bowl since 1968, and it's like I'd give my right arm for the Rose Bowl. Yet Ohio State seems maybe, at least on the surface, to be disappointed. But I do think that there has been some over-adjusting here. Now, I like my early Utah position. I did not come back for more at plus four, plus three and a half. And sometimes you worry about that a little bit when, you know, everybody's kind of getting the same idea and comes in on Utah. And then Ohio State cer certainly could lay the wood here, but I'm going to stay with my Utah position. Maybe look for an in game to see if I could buy off a little bit. I didn't get the three or the money line at like minus 155 or anything like that. I was looking for about a dollar fifty money line to maybe buy on the Buckeyes. So. There's always in-game betting if you ever feel like you want to buy off a position or if you ever feel like there's a potential for a middle position. So always keep, always keep that in mind. Just because you've made a bet, you got to make a determination to stick with it and let it ride or buying out. Buying out, not always the worst thing in the world, you know, to lose 0.1 units essentially when you're trying to beat the 11 to 10. So... At this point, I don't know. I wouldn't be taking Utah at four, and it's pretty much four. All the, I think the three and a half, by and large, have disappeared. So right now, four at BetMGM, 64 on the total. This is a Utah team that has gotten right, and they're a physical team too. And that's one of the big challenges for Ohio State because we remember the last time we saw them at the end of November up in Ann Arbor, 
and they got beat up at right. the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. And this is a Utah team, Kyle Whittingham, that's his identity, you know, is to be tough, you know, make this kind of a fist fight. And Utah is always physical, both on the offensive and the defensive line. So Ohio State's got to be able to meet that challenge. They have more talent and they have more athleticism, but do they have the toughness? And that's what this is going to come down to. You know, I look at the total at 63 and a half. And again, you just saw the pageantry of the Rose Bowl to your point, Wes, where it just feels like you, you see the packed house there. They just said the flyover during the national anthem. And this game clearly feels like there's going to be a lot of juice to it. I see the total at 63 and a half. And I think you made a great point about the in-game wagering opportunities here. With a total that high, Wes, do you wait to see how the first couple drives play out before you dip your toe in? Or do you think in the pre-flop position, get that number now because it could change if there's early scoring in this one? Well, uh, me personally is I'm going to wait at least a little bit because I want to see, you know, how Utah kind of handles this. Like, this is kind of old hat for Ohio State. They're always in a big bowl game, whether it's just a regular bowl game or a college football playoff. They're always kind of, you know, used to this type of spot. This is new doings for Utah, sure. I think, to be in this spot. This is not being in the uh, the old Foster Farms Bowl or something like that. This <laughs> is the Rose Bowl. This is big deal for these guys. So are they going to have early game jitters? And that's one thing I think that you can be concerned about on the Utah side. So I've waited on the total. I did not take a position either way. I, I do want to see, because I think I have some breaking news in my ear here, Wes. Uh, Jacob Roach, our producer, I know he's trying to get his parents to go to Pasadena for this game. Jacob, can you confirm? Could they had to wait to get an ottoman delivered, Wes? So Jacob's parents did not make the short track <laughs> and go experience the Rose Bowl, which you, sir, would give your right arm to go do if Indiana could get there. Yes. Not saying if it's the Maybe right call to wait to the Chester ottoman. Field or an ottoman. <laughs> not saying if the parents made the right decision or not. We're just putting it out there that Jacob Roach could not convince his parents to go. Let's talk about the Sugar Bowl very quickly here between Baylor and Ole Miss West on this one. Again, this number now has stayed pretty consistent here uh, before the last game of the evening tonight. Should be a really good one. Again, Ole Miss right now favored by one. A relatively high total of 58 when you, when you consider the Baylor Bears are in this bowl game. Now, we know when you think Lane Kiffin, you think Matt Corral, you think up-tempo. But again, Greg McElroy is going to be on that call for ESPN and I thought the information he gave us, West, there is the unders have been a smart play. Uh, I believe they've had nine unders this year, and certainly that that mm -hmm. it, it seems like a trend now. Is it a trend? Would you follow that trend and maybe play the under of fifty-eight? Well, what happens here is I think there maybe could be some early scoring mm. and then it slows down if you think that this game is going to be competitive and obviously the odds makers certainly do and the market does with Ole Miss just a one point favorite. So, I mean, pretty much a pick em game. There were a lot of opt-outs really on both sides here, but the two quarterbacks, uh, well, well, at least Matt Corral opted back in, and he's going to be the Ole Miss quarterback, and Gary Bohannon is going to return. Remember, it was Blake Shapin that went ahead and started and uh, won that uh, Big 12 title game for the, ba or for the Baylor Bears, rather. So, you know, 
Bohannon, uh, 17 to 6 touchdown interception ratio, Corral 20 to 4. And what Greg McElroy mentioned, Corral has had to run a little bit more because Ole Miss has had some injuries this year, both on the offensive line and both at the receiving core. Baylor does have the better defense and has a really good running game with Smith and Ebner, who combined for 2,200 yards on the ground. So, look, what Baylor is going to have to do, Baylor, I don't think, wants a track meet. I think Baylor wants to limit the possessions and run the football a little bit. But it looks like Corral, at least, is getting a little bit healthier. Uh, the Big 12 this year, which would – Usually we know them for offense, but they didn't have a lot of explosive mm -hmm. offenses this year. Oklahoma, despite what we saw in the Alamo Bowl the other night against Oregon, they were not very explosive offensively because it's always been offense, offense, offense in this conference where defense is optional. But I think this is going to be a very good game. I do lean Ole Miss. I have not bet that. Probably what I'm going to wait for the end game. But I think early scoring, so maybe first half over could be in order. 29, 29 and a half, pretty much what you're seeing in the market. I absolutely love that call. Meanwhile, they're getting ready to kick at the Rose Bowl here. And I just love the pageantry. And by the way, it is a sea of red. I don't know if it's like scarlet and gray. You'll be able to determine which more of the red is. If I, think it's more Ute, I think it's okay. more Ute red out there. I'd be very certain of that because their AD was talking about the fact. I know on the initial sale, they had sold like 32,000 tickets. Ooh. But their AD was confident they were going to have 50,000, 60,000 out there for, for the Utes. So uh, Utes uh, with a little bit of old school logos going back to that Ron McBride era. So look, very pumped up team. Do they have enough to hang out with the talented team like Ohio State? We're going to find out here in just a minute. But uh, to your point, it's just so cool seeing the pageantry. It feels like old school football has come back in 2022 here with a packed house in Pasadena. Beautiful weather, nice flyover, all red. Let's get ready for Utah and Ohio State. And again, that closing number right now, Utah getting four points with that high total of 63 and a half. Wes, when we come back here, and again, we're going to have Amon Green at the bottom of this hour. But next, why don't we talk some MVP in the NFL? I know it feels like it's been decided. Has it? We'll discuss. You come back with us. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is football season. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, he is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And Wes, we do have the first drive of the game right now. Utah moving it deep into Ohio State territory here. They've got a first down now. As the Rose Bowl has kicked off, we do have also an update. Jacob Roach's parents are not there because the ottoman is being delivered today, Wes. I ask you, sir, who delivers an ottoman on New Year's Day? But, I mean, you wait and you wait. Right, Wes? Okay, we're going to get Wes's uh, audio uh, figured out over there at Mandalay Bay. Just saying that they were all ready to go to this Rose Bowl and then the delivery guy says, we're going to give you the ottoman today. It better be one hell of an ottoman, and we're going to need pictures from Jacob Roach, our producer. Again, second down right now for Utah as they have the opening drive in the Rose Bowl, 13 and a half minutes to go there as they try to uh, get early points as we bring back Wes Reynolds. So, again, second and four here at the 45, Wes, as Utah has their first drive of the game. But I do want to get back to the NFL with you, sir. As we look ahead to the MVP race, and it, again, it feels like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be two-time MVP, a back-to-back here in his advancing age, which would be certainly a feather in his cap. He did miss the game. The reason why I bring that up is Tom Brady has not missed a game. He's the second uh, favorite right now to try to win this award. Jonathan Taylor, I don't know why he's slipping back out of this race here, but he has, uh, at least for the, for the money out here in Las Vegas. I want to ask you about Brady and ask if you think there's still a way 
that he can navigate himself to winning this MVP at 44 years of age. And the reason why I asked specifically about Brady is he's now without a lot of weapons, right? And idiot that I am, I bet against the Buccaneers thinking without Chris Godwin, without Mike Evans, well, let's find out, you know, they had to go to two, three tight end sets here, Wes. Brady just figures out a way. Does it come down to who gets the number one seed? Is it that simple to say, if the Packers can go ahead and win out, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers? Or do you see a path for Brady to get back into that MVP talk? Well, I I never want to necessarily count the fact that Aaron Rodgers, even though he's the favorite, is going to get this award because there may be other ways, Dave, to kind of reward Green Bay if they end up having the best record in the regular season in the NFL and do get the number one seed in the NFC without maybe rewarding Aaron Rodgers if there's some personal issues ah. why voters won't vote for the MVP, you know, and, and those I'm not saying they are going to come into play, they could, but they can come in to play and, and we've absolutely seen it in Major League Baseball we're starting to see people like put their ballots out now for the Baseball Hall of Fame those that are getting credited by the Baseball Writers Association of America and a couple that I've seen it's a very small sample size grant you not seeing a lot of check marks by Barry Bonds, not seeing a lot of check marks by Roger Clemens. So, you know, whether it was, you know, PEDs or it was political reasons like with Kurt Schilling sure. or whatever it is, you know, uh, people are human beings and they're, we're all going to have our own conscious or unconscious biases, you know, uh, for something or against something, whatever it is, you know, it's just human nature and basic human psychology. You don't have to exactly go all Sigmund Freud to kind of figure <laughs> that out. So with Brady, look, I mean, if he somehow, uh, you know, co or finagles his way into a one seed and to do that without all the weapons, I would think that they could give it to him. Jonathan Taylor, I still think, is very live because I do think that there are people, and when we talked with a couple different people that had Heisman votes, there are always people that want to see a new fresh face instead of the same guy over and over again. We know Tom Brady has won several of these, Aaron Rodgers, a former MVP, where maybe they want to go with somebody that's a new face on the scene like Jonathan Taylor. Because remember when we were talking about the Heisman vote uh, throughout most of the year, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud were kind of right up there at the top. But then all of a sudden, oh, look, here's Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State or Kenny Pickett from mm -hmm. Pitt or Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> from Michigan. So it was like, there, you know, nobody had really gone out and grabbed a stranglehold of that award. So that's why I think maybe Jonathan Taylor is still alive. Uh, Mahomes is back down to 12 and to one. And they, look, they could be the number one seed in the AFC. But the perception, I think, is already out there that the Chiefs have been down. And if you really watch their games, not that Mahomes has been bad lately. He's cut down his turnovers by a lot from what we saw at the start of the season. But it's the defense that's carried that team. So that's why I think probably if you're trying to look and see if you can get a longer shot with like a Mahomes or an Allen at this standpoint with two weeks left to go in the season at 12 to one, not really for me. I think it's going to be one of these three guys, Rodgers, uh, Brady, or Taylor, 
Taylor, I think, would still have the value just because he is the fresh face. And, you know, there, it is a quarterback award. So it's like, you know what? It'd be nice to go to a running back, you know, because we don't see the old NFL where, you know, running backs, the Walter Paytons and the Eric Dickersons were, right. you know, teams, you know, 34, 30, 35 years ago ran the ball more than they threw the ball. So running back was a more of a premium position than it is now today. So it's going to be one of those top three. If I'm to bet and I don't have anything now, I think Taylor, even though the odds are, are lower than they were for the start of the season at uh, 13 to 2, at least would be worth some small change. Yeah, if you game script this thing here to say, well, how in the world can Aaron Rodgers now is the overwhelming favorite minus 190 below this? I think the way that that could happen is somehow he lays a clunker tomorrow at Lambeau Field and Minnesota somehow gets the win without Kirk Cousins. I mean, you got to extrapolate here to try to figure out how he could mess, how he could possibly mess this up. Doesn't seem likely. But if that did happen, and if Aaron and if uh, Tom Brady did get that win tomorrow, they're going to play the Jets. You would think they'd be able to get that win even without the weapons that Brady is missing. It would take something like that, right? Because to your point about Aiden Hutchinson, you saw it on social media all last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, Heisman, you got invited to the Heisman Trophy, and he's just got dominated last night. Wouldn't it take a real ugly performance, shall we say, from Aaron Rodgers? Unexpected, by the way. But let's say that happened. That's what you'd have to see at this point for this number to flip from minus 190 to somebody else, either JT and or Tom Brady, to get back into this mix, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Dave, because, uh, look, uh, I've been saying how Green Bay has been kind of living right all year, either against the spread or outright. They've been getting a lot of breaks, and wouldn't you know it, this was kind of a team early in the week when they were laying seven. I was looking to come in on the Minnesota Vikings because this is kind of their last hurrah, right? Stay alive for the playoffs. Uh, didn't get it done against the Rams. So you look, you beat this team earlier in the season back in week 11. So it's like, okay, we got to go to Green Bay. We got to be on our game. And I thought Green Bay uh, last Saturday around this time got a little fortunate, mm-hmm. not only to get the uh, to, to get the win really against Cleveland. And I think if Cleveland called a better final series, they would have won that game in Green Bay made this a lot more interesting at the top in the NFC. So initially I wanted to fade Green Bay, but then with Kirk Cousins going to be out, and now it's going to be Sean Mannion, here's another break for Green Bay, getting to face a Minnesota team when you're trying to kind of put yourself in position to clinch home field advantage in the NFC, and now you're two touchdown favorites. So look, if Rodgers and these guys somehow lost as two touchdown favorites, then maybe that opens the door a, a little bit more because you got to think Green Bay is going to put these guys away in that regard. And certainly Aaron Rodgers deserves a lot of the credit because as profound as it sounds, Green Bay probably would be about a 500 team. They'd be looking maybe That's right. they'd be eight and seven or seven and eight without him. So you got to give him the credit, but maybe another way to value this in terms of if you're looking to reward Green Bay in the awards could be Matt LaFleur. Now, Matt LaFleur only at three to two at plus 150 in the coaching market, but yeah, if, if they slip up here, then I do think it opens it up for Brady and it opens it up probably for Jonathan Taylor. All right, got 90 seconds to go. Let's talk about that coach of the year very quickly here because I think you're touching on a couple of good points here that if you don't want to necessarily give it to Rodgers for some of the other reasons that we talked about, if he does lay an egg, maybe you still give it to Will Floor right now. He's a short favorite. But Frank Reich is a very interesting name here very quickly here in the last 90 seconds. What do you make of the job? Look, everybody's had to navigate COVID. We understand that. But from a team that was really dead at the beginning of the year and they lost a lot of close games that they could have potentially won, and now this is one of those teams, Wes, and you know this team better than most, that I think people really think are going to be a dangerous out in the postseason. What about Frank Reich for Coach of the Year? 
Well, I think he absolutely should be one of the short odd guys on the short list because, look, this team was 0-3. We know watching over the years, 0-3 is like a death sentence if you want to make the playoffs. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, they're 9-3. and They win tomorrow against the Raiders. They're at least going to clinch a wild card at the bare minimum. So Reich certainly makes sense. If you're going a little bit down the board, and I didn't really see a lot of players in the MVPs in the double digits there that I would look at, but Mike Vrabel could win a division tomorrow for yes. Tennessee. Brian Flores now starting to get a little bit of Love that team was one and seven. I know they haven't beaten competition, but you can only play the teams that are put in front of you on that schedule. So look, if they go into Tennessee and they beat New England next week, all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's won nine in a row that's getting into the playoffs at ten and seven. So there's going to be something to be said, I think, for Brian Flores in that regard. All right, in the Rose Bowl, by the way, doing punts here to start off. So Utah was stopping their drive, and then they got a three and out against Ohio State. Come on back, I'm on Greens with us next, right here on Beeson. The Sports Betting Network. Ray, happy new year, bro. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, do not forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows and download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more like First Strike. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And Wes, you know we don't play favorites for our guests. But it's great to have Amon Green back on betting across, across America. Of course, he is a Nebraska Cornhusker legend and also a legend of the Green Bay Packers. I guess just legend would do then, Amon. Happy New Year to you, sir. Welcome back to the program and let's talk about those Green Bay Packers right now. Position I'm on to get the number one seed here in the NFC. And obviously the overwhelming favor to do that, plus 450 to win the Super Bowl. What do you make of this group? And I know as long as you have 12, you've got a chance. Do you, did you see yeah. this coming last year? They represented the, the conference here before coming up short in that title game with Tampa Bay getting that week win. What do you make of this year's Packers squad? Yeah, well, from that from that Tampa game, the NFC Championship game last year, it just shows you that it's a team sport. Everybody has to contribute, win or lose, to make sure the whole, the, basically, the whole team can succeed. So from that game till now, that team has now developed into a place to where now the defense is stepping up. You know, even though they've given points up in the games in the two previous games, up to around between 20 and 30 points, they're still, I say that bend but don't break type of defense, and then also in the defensive backfield. I've said this in quite a few interviews that that defensive backfield from um, Roz, Rozzo Douglas, Sullivan, um, Salvage Jr., and Andrew and Amos, they all, now I say, understand what they need to do with Joe Barry's defense and how to play well within it, but then also to play well within themselves, have that confidence to make the plays that Douglas is making, making them pick sixes, making them deflection passes, making incomplete passes when it's a serious situation where the team does not convert. So that defensive backfield doing their job, and then the defensive front with Kenny Clark, and uh, maybe one day we get to Darius Smith back. If we don't, Preston Smith is still doing a good job putting pressure on the quarterback, getting a, you know getting the quarterback off his spot, and not let him stay comfortable in the in the um, offensive backfield. So that's a that's what the biggest difference now. Defense is recognizing, you know what we know we got Aaron, we got Aaron Jones, Aaron, AJ Dillon, Devontae. They're going to score points. They're going to score points on the board. It's our job to keep the other team out the end zone or create opportunities where we could give the ball back to our offense. 
Amon, when you look at uh, where the Packers were kind of over the summer and in the late spring, it's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be back. Uh, the reach the point of no return with he and, and Brian Gutekunst. But what do you make right. of what you've seen in terms of, and I know that you, you keep in touch with players as well, of the job Matt yeah. LaFleur has done? Because we know Aaron Rodgers, for whatever you think of him, whether you love him or you dislike him, he's not the easiest guy to coach. But somehow, some way, Matt LaFleur has seemed to keep him happy and keep everything kind of on the level this season with these guys. Yeah, you just got to sit them, sit them down and just have a conversation. You know, ask him those questions, you know, in terms of, I say, in terms of game planning week over week. Matt, I'm pretty sure, sits down along with Nathaniel Hackett, who's also the quarterback coach there, and, and goes over the game plan with Aaron. And with a quarterback if it's of his caliber, you got to do that because then you want to find out exactly the things that he wants in certain situations, the receivers he wants to go to, the play calls he wants to hear in the microphone before the microphone goes blank. So to put, just to know that they're on the same page, and then, then here's the audibles. If we have a play and the defense comes out in, in a different formation defensively or coverage defensively, these are the plays that I'm gonna go to, you know, if I don't see if I don't hear from you, coach. You know, so it just they have those conversations week over week to make sure that they both know what each other are doing offensively and then also in the adjustment side of it, they know where they're gonna go with the ball when they see some different personnel wise that comes on the field defensively. We're talking with Amon Green, follow him on Twitter at Amon Green thirty, of course, host of the Amon Green's Gamers Lounge podcast. But Amon, let's stay on that on that thread there, if we will. With Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers. Right now, he's on the short right. list, the favorite here, to go back-to-back -back as MVP. I believe right now, minus 190. So, unless something crazy happens in the last two weeks, we think he's going to win that award again. To the point that, yeah. that Wes brought up with Brian Gutekunst, there's no way you can let this guy get out of Green Bay if he's still arguably the best in the game currently. Can they? Or do we think we're watching the last final games of Aaron Rodgers wearing that, uh, that, that green and gold there in Green Bay? That is one scenario. This is one scenario where this is it. You know, we're going to see what we see this year, win or lose. You know, if they go all the way and do it, this might be it for Aaron and his career here and his uh, tenure. But it's also, you know, the percentage and the opportunity chances to where if he wins out, he has a change of, you know, say, a change of tune where he feels better here. You know, obviously to get in that Super Bowl victory with the talent that's been on the team around him now and then through the previous years, it will kind of may take some of the edge off of that feeling of wanting to leave. We don't know. It's just going to be those two scenarios. Is that one, he's going to leave, win or lose, or if they win, then he might have a change of heart. So, well, we got to wait and see as fans, as the fan base to find out. Aman, I know that you are a longtime Green Bay Packer. In fact, the all-time rushing leader for the Packers. In 2003, over 2,000 yards mm -hmm. of scrimmage and 20 TDs. So I know your loyalty to Packer Nation, but you're also <laughs> a running back. And Jonathan Taylor, all of a sudden kind of in the mix for the MVP award. 13-2 right now, plus 650. He's got a little under 2,000 yards and 19 touchdowns from scrimmage. We know that there's right. a quarterback bias in this award, but... This is an excellent season Jonathan Taylor is having, and he's been the best running back, I think, clearly in the NFL this year with the Henry injury earlier in the season. Do you think it's realistic that he can win the MVP, or do you think that's going to go to number 12? Uh, no, I think it's realistic because he has done he has done things with the football and obviously for his team in key games he stepped up. And if he didn't step up, if he didn't be the running back that he has been at since he's been in the league and then at the University of Wisconsin, 
they wouldn't be in the position they are in. So that is MVP uh, requirement. And so basically, if he doesn't do the games, if he have 176 against the Patriots, big touchdown games, four or five touchdown games against contenders, when he's doing that, that basically puts him in the same conversation as Aaron and with how valuable uh, Aaron is to the Packers is just, you know, just as important as how valuable Jonathan Taylor is to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So, yeah, I think there's a – if he wins, then it's, it, he has all the reason why he should win because he's played big all year long in the big games and then also in the crucial situations he just showed up and made the ha- and made big plays up and, and made the big plays happen, basically. Yeah, Aaron, uh, Amon, when you look at this year and certainly when you look at uh, what Aaron Rodgers has there in Green Bay, he does have a great running game here with two guys – to complement uh, the passing game there. You know, Amon, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of led to believe that running was for, for dummies, right? That this is now a new era of football. But as you get into the postseason, certainly with these colder temperatures, are you finding that the value always goes back and it always circles back to you've got to be able to run the ball if you want to ultimately hoist that Lombardi trophy? 100%. Um, I'll never forget. I was uh, done. I was actually out my first year in the NFL, and I came back, you know, the Packers made it to the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Dallas, went to that game, and I stood on the sidelines behind the Packers bench. And I remember once the game was over, I went by the team locker room, and just before they, like, opened the door for everybody to come in, me and Ron Wolf was standing at the door, and he just said to me, just jokingly, and being a football guy and me being a football person too, he goes, I just watched the miracle, man. I said, what was that? He said, I just watched the Packers win the Super Bowl without a run game. <laughs> so, so having Ron Wolf, the uh, the one of the legends here in Green Bay and legends of football, say to me that reason there, you know, that statement is it it made up, it, it totally made sense because they did because and usually that rarely doesn't happen. A team that wins a Super Bowl, they have a run game that is efficient. They, that is something that the defense and the defensive coordinator have to game plan for because if they don't it will be a problem moving forward and trying to win that win against that team in the Super Bowl. And for, so for that to happen, for him to say that, I thought it was just a, a nice little deal. <laughs> but something, but something that, that was uh, he was definitely on point with it, with his statement. Amon, got about a minute left to go here, but I do got to get your thoughts. We are now set for the national championship next Monday night. Same yes, song, different course. verse. It's Alabama and Georgia once again. Alabama got the better of them the first time around. From what you watched yesterday, do you think Georgia is going to fare better the second time? I say I think always the second game comes, uh, I say, a lot better for the team that lost in the first round because they obviously had that taste in the back of their throat of how that loss went. But then seeing them have a whole season since that game or, or a few games between that loss to now, they've been able to make some adjustments and make things, make some changes that know that they know could come forth, you know, come better on, on their end and be a reward where they could get the victory. But they also know they got to show up. They can't just go off, okay, you know, we beat them. They beat us early in the season. We have that taste in their mouth, but we got to come and show up on the field on game day come next weekend too and finish off what they want at the end, if not um, Alabama get another title, but if Georgia could come in with the run game like they did yesterday it's, and put up a fight and not make mistakes, they can have making a, a, I say an amazing game to watch next week. Cannot wait for that one. I'm on green again, follow him on Twitter at I'm on green 30 host of the I'm on greens gamers lounge podcast. I'm on a uh, happy new year to you. I love having you on here betting across America. We'll catch up with you in soon here in 2022. Hey, Dave and Wes, Happy New Year, and thanks for having me again. Absolutely. It's always great to have Amon Thank Green you, Amon. and his expertise on the program. When we come back, Wes, we're going to break down Utah and Ohio State. we got a developing situation in the Rose Bowl. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is colin coward from the herd with colin cowherd Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on New Year's Day. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any sport to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the holiday like never before and score big with a king of sports books. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets when you bet on any sport on New Year's Day. Start the year off right and discover why there's nothing like a win at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I am right here at Circus Sportsbook. We got Brady Cannon and James Salinas coming up right after us talking all things NFL 
But right now in the Rose Bowl, woo-wee, we got a whooping going on. The Utes, West Reynolds looking pretty darn good, up 14-0 right now. And, you know, just from the from the naked eye, this is not like Ohio State doesn't want to be there. It's the Rose Bowl. There's energy. Right now, Utah West just looks like the flat-out better football team. Yeah, they do, and they're certainly the most phys- more physical team, which is one of the reasons I did kind of like them early on. And I said, okay, are they going to be able to out-tough Ohio State? They're not going to out-athlete them necessarily, no. but they're going to. Are they going to be able to out-tough them? And Ohio State, remember, they got out-toughed in that last game of the regular season in Ann Arbor that kept them out of a Big Ten title game. So now fourteen and Ivan Cameron rising, uh, Mr. Mojo rising. I t- I tried to do to Jim Morris, and I apologize to our listeners for hearing those uh, lack of dulcet tones. Uh, rising 12-yard touchdown pass to Micah Bernard does make it 14 to nothing. And now currently looking at the in-game price at BetMGM, minus six and a half on the Utes, Ooh. minus a buck 25 attached to that. 60 and a half the current total. If you want to go first half, Utes minus 11 and a half for the first half, 34 and a half on that first half total. And again, the total really hasn't ticked up. It's about where it was pre-flop a little bit here at 64 and a half, but it, the question now for me would be do you think Ohio State with the all the opt-outs they had and certainly the wide wide receiver position will this be a shootout or will it be a one-way shootout that'd be my only words of caution here if you just assume Ohio State's going to get back in this thing Wes they might not just have the weapons right now to go around and make this uh, the the shootout you're looking for if you're trying to get 65 total points well, I got to think that this t- that Ohio State is going to get some points. Clearly, they missed the top two receivers, but they are deep at that position. They got to get Trevion Henderson involved, not only in the running game. He's only got two carries for three yards, but in the screen game. And that's where I think Ohio State has got to try to get the ball down the field. You got to think that they're going to be able to put up at least some points. But look, uh, only 11 total yards on that drive, 1.8 yards of play. So, Ohio State is going to have to, I think, you know, just get kind of a quick hit or get a screen down the middle of the field, and maybe that's going to shift the momentum of the game. But this is all Utah, and the Rose Bowl in Pasadena is absolutely rocking right now. Yeah, fun atmosphere, that's for sure. Not so fun right now for Ohio State. But again, people, if you are a Notre Dame backer like me, you know how games can flip here. So this one, not over, only 14 nothing here in the first quarter. Hey, Wes, let's take a look at some more NFL games here uh, before we turn it over to Brady and James for the rest of the afternoon. Let's look at Houston against San Francisco. And normally you go, well, this is going to be a blowout. It's going to be all San Francisco here. They're laying 12 and a half. We don't know about Jimmy G. And again, before everybody says, hey, Trey Lance, it's time to come of age. Would you trust if it is Trey Lance? And I know Jimmy G says he's going to try to give it a go. But let's say here, with that uncertainty, it is Trey Lance. Do you like them better if it's Trey Lance if you're a Niners backer or worse? Which way would you rather be? Who would you rather play quarterback if you're a Niners backer tomorrow? Jimmy G, 100%, without question. You know, next question is Drew Rosenhaus would say in that driveway of Terrell Owens. I mean, I don't even think it's a debate here. You want Jimmy G. I know last time out against Tennessee, he had those two interceptions, but very quietly this year, and maybe when we were all discussing it, we kind of mushed him a little bit before that Thursday night game. Jimmy G has very quietly had arguably his best career season. He's not really turned it over as much. And look, I think he knows that the pressure is on that he's playing essentially for his job. And, you know, when you draft a quarterback at number three in the draft, 
they're looking to replace you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have drafted your replacement. The handwriting is absolutely on the wall. But from what I've seen out of Trey Lance, I know it's a limited sample size, but I don't think he's anywhere ready to be the 49ers starting quarterback right now. I think Jimmy G has got to be your guy now, whether that's going to be for next year, I don't know. You know, more than likely you would think he wants to move on and have a more, I think, uh, a situation that's a little bit more stable, you know, where it's like, hey, I know this is my gig and I can go ahead and concentrate on that. But 49ers in a very tough role here. You look as home favorites under Kyle Shanahan, they've been bad. And I look at that trend there, 16-34-1 and against the number, last 51 as home favorites. They've been pretty solid as road favorites, save for that last time out against Tennessee. But look up. Uh, if, if, if this is Trey Lance, uh, I don't have any interest in laying the points with the San Francisco 49ers. I just think that, you know, that's a little bit too big of a number. 49ers, by the way, we mentioned that trend as home favorites. Of a home favorite of five or more points in their last 11, they are 1-9-1 and one against the number. Texans did get the surprising upset of the week as almost two touchdown home underdogs against the Chargers. So one thing I will say for the Texans, because people think, oh, this team's just going to mail it in. They're out of the playoffs, no. you know, in terms of tanking, or they're trying to go ahead and get the number one pick. Let me tell you something about players, because I see this all the time on Twitter, and I've never played a down in the <laughs> National Football League, but I know enough about players. Players don't tank. Players don't give a rat's you-know-what about who we're going to draft in the next draft. They're worried about their money. They're worried about their cheddar. They're worried about their gig. They're not worried about, okay, we got to tank because we got to get this quarterback or we got to get this receiver or whatever. They're playing for their job, either staying in Houston or on somebody else's roster. So I never buy into that. And I often see people kind of talk about that. That's good, like, talk radio fodder Mm -hmm. or good social media fodder. But it doesn't make a damn bit of difference, really, to these players. So I have not played this yet. I would play Houston or nothing here just on the basis of the 49ers if a home favorite has been a little shaky here. You know, if it's Jimmy G, then obviously I have no interest in the game. I don't want to necessarily lay this big number, but I don't necessarily want to take the Texans. If it's Trey Lance, you know, this is where you got to kind of speculate a little bit. Do I want to take 12 and a half? And that's not really enough for me to get involved. Uh, Great points, Wes. And again, we've had on these programs here, of course, Brian McFadden and Lorenzo Alexander and Derek Rackley, guys that I know very, very close. Those guys will tell you exactly what Wes just said. They do not care what the organization might be trying to do for positioning. They care about putting good things on tape. And if you've watched Houston the last couple of weeks with David Culley, they've put good things on tape. Davis Mills has had an quiet, has kept a very good season, or at least second half of that season for Houston. It is Houston for me taking the 12 and a half points and or bust. There's no way I'm backing San Francisco, one, not knowing who the quarterback is. And if it's a dinged-up Jimmy G against uh, Trey Lance, who's lost at times, either scenario, to me, it is Houston. Give me those 12.5 points. They are concerned about putting good things on tape, to your point, Wes, whether or not they're back in Houston or somewhere else in the NFL, because those executives watch these tapes and these games closely. They will not tank that game by any stretch of the imagination, no matter what you see or hear on Twitter. Excellent point. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns here in the final two minutes that we have, Wes, against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. And look, both these teams really up against it. Loser, you like to say loser leaves town. Well, loser's going to be out of the mix here in the Mm -hmm. AFC North. Long shots for both these teams here. Steelers getting 
three and a half at home uh, in what might be Ben Roethlisberger's last game ever in Pittsburgh. What do you make of this number right now? You know, I could only take Pittsburgh, Dave, for the very reasons you mentioned. This is maybe Ben Roethlisberger's last hurrah as the uh, quarterback, the only team he's ever known in the NFL level is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, look, what we saw with the Browns last week, they can absolutely run the football, and they ran it all over Green Bay and really should have won them more. I think they relied a little bit too much on Baker Mayfield, and that's why he had those three turnovers. Ben was terrible last week in Kansas City, 23 of 35, 159 yards. But uh, Pittsburgh 5-0-1 straight up at home this season, so they have been live in Heinz Field. And the fact... Mike Tomlin, by the way, remember he lost to this Browns team in the playoffs last year. That was the first home loss ever in Pittsburgh mm. to the Cleveland Browns with Mike Tomlin as head coach. He was 14-0 before they lost in the playoffs last year. Steelers did come off that embarrassment against Kansas City last week, and Cleveland probably realistically should have won the game in Green Bay. So that's why you're seeing Cleveland, I think, is the favorite here in the short term, and plus they're getting, a, I think, some better COVID news. But it would have to be the Steelers are nothing. We know how good Tomlin and Ben have been as dogs throughout their entire career. Maybe one more time for old time's sake on the Steelers. Yeah, I think they'd love to officially close out Cleveland's chances here, get a little bit of revenge for that playoff game you, you alluded to a year ago. Hey, want to thank Mike Peranio, Greg McElroy, uh, Amon Green for joining us here. Excellent show here, betting across America West. As always, my friend, Happy New Year to you. James Salidas, Brady Cannon coming up next here. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.